The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. At long last, welcome back to oh. Beautiful Disasters. Holy shit! It's been a minute Yeah, since we've actually done a full episode. There's been a few things that have gone in the way of recording, I don't know, the you know worldwide pandemic. Uh, yeah, that's been tough. Yeah, that's been tough. Uh, half the city on fire, you know, sometimes that's, that's gotten in the way. You know, Crazy like race that. riots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, different stuff like that, but we did it. We did it, finally. Yep. Yeah. And we're in person, by the way. Holy shit. Like, I know. I know. We're still keeping our distance. Kind yeah. yeah enough, yeah. 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 Best well, we can. But we, we took the mask off, so. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> uh, as always, I am the Groots. F.U. Hunter. And would you like to introduce our special guest today? Yes. And our guest today, I've known the gentleman for, I don't know, what, five, six years? What's, what's the count? So That's about right. Yeah. First time on, Spam. How's it going? I like Spam. <laughs> There you go. I don't think I've had it in a very long time. That's going to go on his gravestone. So. It is. It's, uh, You're missing out. It's good to meet you. So we watched oh, man. a little movie today from Ooh. 1988 called Dead Heat. Oh, God damn it. So, yeah, that was a movie. I actually picked this movie up last year for $2 at Plan 9. I had never seen it. I asked you if you had seen it, in, or and of course, I'm not. I think you've only you've seen it, but you also own it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think of course. probably we probably have the same copy. I think it's <laughs> yes. I think it's an Anchor Bay release. But what motivated is that it popped up on Shutter, and I've been trying to get my money's worth out of Shutter. And even when it comes to shit movies like this, I'm like fuck <laughs> it, let's watch it on Shutter. So we, uh, yeah, decided to watch this uh, zombie gem. No, I'm not gonna call it a gem. Fuck it, whatever the fuck this is. Zombie buddy cop. Yeah, weird. It 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 doesn't really know it's, what it's supposed yeah, to be. It's it like is a, rated R, and they cuss. They do, right? and there's some gore. There is a titty. There is a very prominent titty. That's true. It's a titty on a decapitated, melting flesh body, but there's a titty. So we finally got a titty. Yeah, they yeah. earned the R. Why didn't they have more titties in this? God damn it! I don't know. <laughs> if I'm gonna deal with Joe Piscopo that fucking much. God damn it, I want more than one rotting titty, all right? I mean, he was basically just being a douche bro the whole time. Oh, God. Talking right. about... Don't get... You're already starting... You're already getting me riled oh, up, God. man, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we should get into the movie, but first, I guess it came out... You said it came out in 88, directed by... What was the guy's name? The guy's name is Mark Goldblatt. Yes. Who only has two movies on his IMDb resume. Oh, man. But the other one came out the year after, and it is my very favorite Punisher movie of all time. I can't tell if you're being serious or not, but... Dude, I fucking love the Dolph Lundgren Okay, Punisher. that one is good and ridiculous, but have you seen Warzone? Yeah, Warzone was okay. What do you mean, okay? All right. All Punisher movies are very, very lovely and beautiful in their own way. Right. I enjoy the Dolph Lundgren one, right? He fights but, the Yakuza. Yeah, I understand. Sweet. Um, but in Warzone, he blows up motherfuckers that are parkouring all over the place, all right, with a rocket launcher. It was a better action movie. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I think action-wise, they're about the same. I just, the Warzone just seems more ridiculous, even with a higher budget. Right. Which so. one had Newman in it? I think that was Warzone. Okay, the Warzone is the better movie. Okay, all right. I, I, 
you you understand my affinity for eighties. No, oh, yeah, over no. The top action. No, I can, and I remember being a comic book fan, seeing when that first came out of VHS. I mean, oh shit, fucking Punisher. And then I watched yep. the movie and went, oh shit, shit Punisher. I had never really read the comics. Yeah, see, I that's the unfortunate thing is I did. And I, you know, I do remember reading the comics going, God damn it, if only there was more Lewis Gossip Jr. in, a, in this comic. And right. there you go. <laughs> yeah, see, I do remember the fucking movie. But let's get back to the shitty um, yes. first feature by uh, this director. Dead Heat 88 uh, has Treat Williams and what's that fuckhead's name? Joe Piscopo. God damn it, I fucking hate that dude. And... He's in the credits, but he's only in, like, goddamn three or five minutes of the movie. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. I really wish Vincent... I can deal with the other people in this movie, but Vincent Price in this movie made me very sad. (laughs) I I really feel like, and I know you guys disagreed with me, but if you look at him in that movie, especially the scenes when he's in the bed, I thought he was Jerry Stiller. I I genuinely (laughs) looked at him and I was like, wow, Jerry Stiller. But I was wrong. So should we just get into the thing they yeah. call a plot? Yeah, let's go in. Well, the other kind of major character was was the Doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, played yeah. Played by Darren McGavin, who was the dad in The Christmas Story. And the dad in uh, Billy Madison. Right, yep. right. He, he usually plays dads. This is the one time he didn't play a dad. He played a fucked up Doctor. All right, whatever. As we go through the plot, we'll chime in with the uh, the cameos that we had. Yeah. That showed up, like the, the smaller characters. It was a star-studded cast. It was. So, the movie opens up with this jewelry store robbery. Yeah. These two dudes with Uzis. This this will will come back. Yeah, fucking Uzis. And what appeared to be weird S&M mask on, I don't know. It it looked fucking weird. I I wasn't sure what they were wearing. They must have come from Rob Halford's closet just before. If anybody's seen um, Cannonball Run, Captain Insano, (laughs) but if you made that mask leather, it's the best way I can put it, all right? Just a very ill-fitting, too tight to have on their faces kind of mask. But they go in and bust into a fucking jewelry store, and... They terrorize people. They steal a bunch of shit. It's weird, because they run in, and they fucking unload a clip, and then this woman comes up, and she's like, what are you doing? And, like, <laughs> they've got masks on and Uzis, and I think one of them's trying to pound on the glass to break the glass into the jewelry. But unless maybe she was deaf, it, it's pretty easy to tell what's happening here. They're not there to buy shit. They've got masks and Uzis. But, yeah, they, I think, knock her out, and then... Yeah, they, they throw an old lady on the floor. They're fucking... They got ma- I mean, come on. You know what's happening. <laughs> is this your first day on the job? Yes. Like, what the fuck? So I really should have taught her about how to identify robberies. Masks, guns, bad, okay? They do shoot in her direction. I don't know if they were trying to hit her or not, but it did give her the message yeah. what they were going for. But uh, I guess they grab some, some jewelry, and they get out of the store, yeah. and they are surrounded by... I thought it was initially 10, but let's just say 20 cops. It had to have been at least 20. 20 cops plus... Tree Williams and, and Joe Piscopo. Yep. And I guess they're the sergeant um, was Robert Picardo. Yeah. From uh, fucking Voyager. Yeah. He was the doctor. With a shitty fucking mustache. 80s it, mustache. It, but I, it looked like they were like, you look like a guy that should have a mustache. Because that mustache looked fake as shit. I know he doesn't usually have a mustache. 
I'm pretty sure they glued one on right before they cut into the scene. He looked like a very young, mean Gene Okerlund. Yes, yes. <laughs> nice. I, I still think his best role was as the cowboy in Inner Space. I was about to say that. that Holy shit was fuck. fucking awesome. I was trying to think. I was like, all right, let's go with something besides Star Trek. That was right, like, right, right. That's where I would go. But uh, so the robbers bust out. They're surrounded by cops. And so the cops all start shooting at them. Yeah. And yeah, it's not really a standoff. I think the bad guys, they just open up with their Uzis. Yeah. And the cops are shooting them. And at first we thought the cops were just really terrible shots because they're right not going down. And then we realized, they're oh, not. they're just getting shot a fuck ton and still standing. Still standing. Like, a dude takes a shotgun blast to the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy gets shot a bunch of times. And, I mean, they probably fired, like, a thousand rounds between everybody. Yeah. They still <laughs> took out, I don't know, what, like, ten cops? Oh, dude, it was easily a baker's dozen of, of dead <laughs> yeah. cops. Yeah, cops are just getting taken out left or right. Like, just not learning how to avoid bullets at all. Shit was Which, nuts. again... We're going back to training. I think one of the initial things cops should go over is when in a gun battle with zombie robbers, hide. Hide. That's all. Just hide. Yeah. Well, that goes back to the point that, you know, it, it took them an obscene amount of time to realize that these robbers had been shot and they weren't bothered by it. They were like, hey, that guy has a stomach wound. I wonder what's going on. And they just kept going like it was nothing. If I saw somebody just bleeding and still shooting at me, like I was, you know, the cops in some really bad video game like Payday 2, I would uh, <laughs> I would uh, probably start reassessing my situation there. I do like the one officer that got close enough and says, freeze, and as the guy turns around, he just says, freeze, and then shoots him. Like, like I don't think it gets first day on the job, cop, but shoots the guy, guy doesn't go down, then he shoots that cop, and then after that, I think there's, what, Another five cops that get killed. Easily. Tree Williams like, fuck this noise. I gotta take care of this shit. Let me get a car, drive by with a shotgun. A shotgun a couple <laughs> times. We thought, like, oh, they're, he's gonna run into him, obviously. No, he just drives by the car with a shotgun. Doesn't do anything. Then goes, oh, yeah, car, heavy, fast. Then drives in. I guess one of the robbers has a grenade, but drops it and then yells, yeah. uh, uh-oh. And yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah, Doug or Joe Piscopo's character, yeah. like, fucks him up and, yeah. and like, uh, yeah, he drops the grenade and he explodes. And then the other one gets crushed by, finally, Tree Williams figuring out, oh, yeah, let me crush him with the car instead of driving around circles with a shotgun. Yeah. God damn it. But, of course, they're in trouble. These two cops, they don't play by the same rules. No, no, They no. never do. In these buddy cop movies, they never play by the same rules. Whatever rules are posted at the police station, they make sure not to follow any of them because they're always, every one of these movies, they're always getting bitched out. So what happens in the next scene? Close-up of the black captain fucking yelling at them. And I mean close-up as in there is just the captain's face for what, like two minutes? Like right there on the screen. Bitching them the fuck out. And just (laughs) so you have that going on. Side note, I really appreciate Lash Action Hero. One of the things I appreciate about it is they have that generic scene in that movie, except when the captain's yelling, all the glass is shattering and stuff like that in a ridiculous way. This is one of those movies where they were very reliant on having the captain yell out and bitch out the reckless officers. It, it has all the tropes. Yep. He, he did seem a lot 
more upset at what they did than the fact that there were some zombie street thugs running around. Or the fact that I think, like, like we said, like 15 cops were killed by these guys. And they were, and they, they legit, I called it right before they did, but they, they were like, these guys must have been on PCP or some yeah. shit. You know, it's like, holy <laughs> shit. But lo and behold, uh, we end up in the morgue shortly thereafter. Yep. And um, Dr. So, okay. Treat Williams' character is named Roger Mortis. God damn it. See, I just don't want to encourage that behavior because that fucking last name is so goddamn stupid. It is. And then uh, Joe Piscopo's character is Doug Bigelow. Yeah. Which we called, what? What was it again? Um, Douche. Bigelow. Yeah. <laughs> Male gigolo. <laughs> uh, Douche Bigelow. All right. Um, but, so they're in the morgue and... Um, She's Ro- playing with her 80s computer. Indeed. Roger talks to his friend, the uh, the corner girl, who they obviously have some kind of history and she says, hey, there's something weird about these fucking bodies because they have autopsy scars on their chest and they're, they've they already been through the system. Dun, dun, dun. They're dead already. And they're like, what the That fuck? doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So that kind of sets the, the plot going. Yep. So our two cops have to start investigating shit. Right. What the fuck? I guess they find out there's a drug that was in, in their the, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they go to trace that because we're getting really this is a heavy Law and Order episode now, but in yeah, the movie yeah, exactly. form and with Joe Piscopo. And uh, they go to the lab to investigate this shit. And oh, real quick before they do that, we do meet the I guess head corner of the um, morgue, which right. is the dad from Christmas Story. Christmas and- Story, and um, yeah. He's just, he's very, I don't actually see him in scrub or any kind of thing. He's just in a suit the entire time. Yeah, he's well put together. He, uh, he's he got a sweet BMW. Yeah, yeah uh, he's got his shit going on. Yeah, Dr. McNabb. He'll come, <laughs> he'll come into play later. You get the feeling that the other doctor did a lot of the work. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was going to say, he just never had a lab coat on or anything that would have said, I do any of the dirty work. I just kind of walk around and he wasn't, talk to people. He wasn't playing with the 80s computer. No, no, he, he was not doing that. So they, they roll up to the um, company that... Yeah, it's like a made, research facility called Dante Laboratories. Yeah. Or and they roll up, and my favorite thing was the, the receptionist is this <laughs> weird, sketchy-looking motherfucker with greased hair reading a fucking penthouse magazine. And blatantly the person ignoring that greets, them. Yeah, but the person that greets people as they come in is just <laughs> his face and not, like, looking at it covered up. Magazine up to his fucking face, just... <laughs> ignoring motherfuckers and they have to get his attention and then right after that they send who was it what was the chick's name does anybody remember uh, the representative from the company to talk to them it was like sherry or something yeah i tell you they did a zoom in on her like she was the big hot beautiful babe of the movie and i guess i, I don't know exactly what they were going for there because she turns around yeah. She's got the biggest shoulder pads. <laughs> well, we're still in eighties. That's the shoulder right. pads. I mean, you know, the bigger the shoulder pads, the more, you know, sexy she could be, I guess. I don't know. That's true. I don't remember the eighties that much. Um <laughs> But uh so they're investigating and I guess uh they point out this as they're walking through the facilities, this mm-hmm. room that is meant to kill you. It's an asphyxiation chamber. Yeah. It is designed to humanely kill 
the animals that they do their product testing on. Yeah, what the I'm fuck? Like, fuck you guys. Oh, the David Carradine room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're not going to be able to leave that in, are we? Oh, we oh can, no, no, we, that, that stays in. Oh, everything yeah. stays in. But I guess right after that, Detective Bigelow. Uh, douche, douche Bigelow. Douche, douche Bigelow. Uh, scurries away and finds a secret lab and hits a bunch of buttons, as you do. In the middle of the lab, this thing opens up, and uh, Biker Man Pig fucking comes out of it. Yes. This giant, giant dude with what looked like to have two faces. He, yeah, he was mutated. Yeah. Like, he was obviously an experiment of some kind. It looks like he had two faces, like, mashed up. Yeah. And he's just a fucking monster. So A very threatening Bruce Valange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely put it like that. He was beating the shit out of uh, Joe Piscopo. I was very happy about that. I was cheering for uh, the man bear pig to fucking win. Um, <laughs> but in the scuffle, Tree Williams gets knocked into the die die room. Yeah, I mean they're both trying to shoot the guy and beat him beat him up, and, and he's just winning. Yeah, and yeah, he gets locked in the in the fucking asphyxiation room. And then, Which gets activated. Yeah, you see, a, you get a shot of mysterious gloved hand hitting the kill kill button, and uh, I guess Bigelow is so fucking distracted with this fight that he doesn't notice his partner right behind him fucking dying till it's too late. Oh no, he noticed. That was that was the big thing. He's standing there wailing on this pig monster with a fire extinguisher facing the door. And Treat Williams is just banging on that window. Come on, help, help, help. And Piscopo is just like, <laughs> and just beating the shit out of the pig monster relentlessly. He could have at any point stopped and helped. Well, he was also distracted because he's it's hard for him to multitask. And he was thinking of what great line he was going to say after he beat the pig monster. Because um, this movie over and over again tries to sell you that he is the comic relief. Except absolutely at no time, and I will challenge anyone if they find anything he says in this movie humorous in any way. God damn it. He pissed me the fuck off. And he leads to the death of his partner because exactly he's incompetent. He watches him die. He doesn't do shit. He gets him out. Well, I guess he opens the door, but two ladies dead. Yeah. Cut to hours later, I'm guessing. Yeah, like an hour because later. Because the... I think cops are there, but at least the chick from the coroner's office that is there, right? Yeah, Dr. Smithers. Yeah, no, yeah, Dr. Smithers, yes, Smithers. Oh, good man. Excellent. Excellent Smithers. But um, they get Smithers to, uh, he's like, what do we do? Should we just try to put him, bring him back to life? And she looks over the equipment in the lab, and in the span of, I don't know, two, three minutes, figures out how... Everything in that laboratory works. Throws him in, fucking hits some buttons, juices him up with some zombie lightning. Bam! Boom! He's back to life. Back to life. Absolute twenty dice roll on that do- uh, knowledge dungeoneering. Yeah, <laughs> there you yeah. Go. I love that man. <laughs> yeah. So he's back to life, and um, as you do, like, wow, you were dead for a while. He, uh, they, he, she checks his heartbeat, and she's like, something's wrong. I don't hear a heartbeat. There isn't one. And Drew Williams turns kind of mansplaining for a second. Can we just say that? Where he grabs, he's like, hold on a second. And he grabs him and listens. He's like, oh, I guess you're right. But almost like, even though I know 
you work on dead bodies, you do all this stuff in the medical field. I don't think you know how a stethoscope works. I'm going to just take it for myself because I'm a cop. Cops know how these things work. Heartbeat good. She was rather sexual with it, though. The first thing she did was walk in and she saw him and she goes, uh, what's the last thing you remember? And starts taking his shirt off. I rem- it was Oh, no, really no. You say she was sexual, but I remember uh, Body Doc rolling up there right after that. And he's like, let me check. And he, the way he checks is he puts his arm around, almost snuggling him, and then starts checking his heartbeat. I don't know the common practice how you check someone's heartbeat, but I'm pretty sure you don't have to snuggle them while you're doing it. So. God damn. But it's determined. You're dead. He's dead. Yep. He accepts it. And then, but now. Very we, easily, by the way. But now. Well, I guess there's nothing I can do about it. I'm dead. Whatever. We, we got to get to the bottom of this shit. Yep. We got to figure out like where all this freaking weird drug is being used to experiment, resurrect people. Like, what the fuck is going on? Well, Smithers, Doctor Smithers, Smithers. Sorry. Um, also, find figures out from her. I guess she had spent a few more minutes learning everything about the lab. That um, he's got about ten to twelve hours before he just starts decomposing and becomes um, stew. So. He's got about that period of time where after that, yeah. he's done. So She's very accurate with the amount of time he has, but the movie just does not make that relevant because so much time passes. <laughs> Stop counting on time. That's not that's not fair. But yeah, no, you're absolutely Worst. right. I'm pretty sure we go through multiple days, which, wait, how many uh, how many hours a day? Is it four hours per day? Uh, just give or take. You know? okay. I think there All is right. a, a leap day every okay. day. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's how it works, because, yeah. no Weirdest think... ep- uh, season of 24 ever. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they end up getting this information that there was a place in Chinatown that... Oh, well, for, well before Where... that, they do find the chick that um, they met at the laboratory that was supposed to help them out, the tour oh, right. guide or whatever. They figure out where she lives, go back to him. They grab her... We get another scene of Piscopo being fucking creepy. Um, she had a go-to-go bag as she was trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. Piscopo going through it, finds her panties, and then you have a scene of just him being a cr- fucking creeper. Can I just say again? I don't know how many times we're going to do this, but um, fuck him in this movie. Because, of course, panties and... Right in his face. And yes. right in his face and just dumbass fucking statement. He just had all this machismo and misogyny. Looks like it's going to be a busy weekend. Where the fuck he said? I don't even know. I didn't write any of his lines down. <laughs> no. Because fuck him. He, sa- he, he said that she must have a lot of plans because she was bringing multiple pairs of panties. That's right. <sighs> so they're about to take her and figure out what the fuck's going on. And then zombie henchmen. Zombie henchmen. Zombie henchmen show up. Bust through. With Uzis. <laughs> With Uzis. <laughs> One of the zombie henchmen, I swear, looked like, um, and just a couple of the skits that Dana Carvey has looked like an old man. Yeah. It looked like they just grabbed Dana Carvey from that skit because it looked like Dana Carvey <laughs> as an old man slash zombie. And then um, they had a black guy that they... His just mouth was agape the whole time. Yeah, the makeup wasn't very good, and he kind of lip-wristed the fucking Uzi. Again, Uzi. <laughs> oh, did we not mention... The only guns available in this entire movie are different types of Uzis. Yes. Yes. You got Apparently, it. Los Angeles, you're only allowed to use an Uzi. Well, and my first thought was like, if this is a canon film, 
you know, <laughs> which was run by Golan and Globus out of Israel. And I thought, well, maybe they just had a contract. Yeah. You know, and like IMI, who makes Uzis and has since forever, maybe they just wanted to feature their guns. But no, I think they just got their hands on like eight or ten Uzis. I don't even think it's that. I and think they, they had used them three over. guns. Three guns. <laughs> Their budget allowed them to have three guns. One large Uzi and two small Uzis. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure at no point do you see more than three Uzis in any scene. I will say that the actual <laughs> rounds expended in this movie was plentiful. Yes. There are multiple scenes where every time you saw an Uzi, the damn the magazine... Had another magazine strapped to it upside down, or there was a bandolier of yeah, magazines. Yeah. It was just like, but only for we... Uzis, no other guns except. Oh wait, I, I correct myself. There was the shotgun at the very beginning of the movie, one time used, and they and, had, it, and it do and didn't do shit. And they had their pistols. Yeah, like he had a big ass revolver, and that's it. And Piscopo had like a forty-five or whatever. Right, it was. but that's all you get. The rest of the movie, it's just Uzis. Yeah, I had just assumed that they were all James Bond villains on the side. You think so? There you go. Yeah. They would all have the same guns. Yeah, true. So now, before we get, we're about to get to the Asian marketplace. But before that, we do get our Vincent Price cameo, which is fucking depressing. And it's just a videotape of him and on his deathbed talking. And for a minute there, I was like, is this what we get from Vincent Price? Is literally Vincent Price laying in bed, looking old as fuck, talking, and that's his cameo? I was a little bit, I was a little worried. So yeah. we get that, and then they decide to go visit the Asian, which I have to say is my favorite fucking scene of the movie. It's so bananas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very fun but creepy at the same time. I got very uh, big Ghostbuster vibes from it, just from the way the monsters looked and with the eggs exploding and all of the havoc going on. There was a supernatural aspect to it, but also you know with Piscopo and. Williams running around. There's silliness and yeah, it, it was a fun scene. Well, they, so they roll up to the market and they're questioning because apparently a lot of the chemicals from the place they were just at um, earlier um, was sent to this this marketplace. Yeah, so this is I want to call this scene "Big Trouble in the Asian Butcher Shop." <laughs> All right, and we we got two smaller role cameos here. First of which was the old man from Gremlins that sold Yep. Gizmo. Minus minus the crazy long uh, mustache and right, right, yeah. right. So he was like Thule. He was like the the boss there. Right. But you recognized. Well, actually, Spam, the butcher Spam jumped on it first. Oh yeah. We just recognized the same actor, but I was excited about the movie, one movie he was in. And Spam was excited about another movie he was in. So, Spam, you say the movie that you jumped on that the other actor was in. I was very excited to see the big bad guy boss from Three Ninjas who (laughs) was invulnerable to all of their attacks until they remembered how their grandfather had trained them on the dummy to strike the weak points of somebody. (laughs) (laughs) That same actor I reacted to as, holy shit, fucking Sub-Zero from The Running Man. Fuck yeah. He was Sub-Zero. Now he's Absolute Zero. <laughs> Sorry, I just always have to say that a lot. But, yeah, so, of course, they're like, oh, you guys are fucking cops. We don't trust y'all. And apparently there's a quick bring everything to life button because 
dude hits the button, and then zombie stat electricity goes and hits everything in that fucking store. Everything in the butcher shop. Everything comes to life. Yep. You've got like decapitated ducks, ducks, yeah. chickens, uh, a pig, a freaking liver jumps yeah. into Treat Williams' face. Yep. And just starts like mashing on his face. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's what takes him out for that whole like. I know. He's just trying to get off his face. I guess he doesn't have zombie strength, apparently. I guess animated livers can now fly, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what happens. Okay. They're alive. Yeah. Um, Piscopo fighting the uh, the pig again. I, I'll say this. Anytime there's anything attacking him, I am cheering for that thing. I was really hoping maybe the zombie pig would fucking win. But, no, he fucking <laughs> defeats the pig and then says... This little piggy went to the market and fucking shoots in the head, and I fucking hate him so much. And now he's it's like, yeah, now I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. God or damn it. Like, all of his one-liners were so I bad. Oh. I didn't watch many 80s Sarah Lives, and I'm realizing that was a good thing, because he was, what, from, like, early 80s to 85, one of the big stars of it. Yeah, and I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he the only... He shared the stage with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's movies were fucking awesome in the 80s. Yeah. This is another movie that another Sarah Live person was in. Yeah. The only other movie I can remember him in was Johnny Dangerously with with Michael Keaton. No, I will. Oh, God damn it. See, I actually really fucking love that movie. I like that movie because they reined his ass in. Like, yes, he was the comic relief. Right, but he wasn't. They, they gave him very simple lines. I will say there are some lines that he, my sister kicked me in the balls once. Once, like shit, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. was, he was awesome. I thought he was funny. In that, I forgot. God damn it! Well, everybody was terrified of him. I mean, did you see his arms? Half that the time, he didn't know what he was supposed to be doing, so he kept crossing his arms, and I was absolutely mortified, but also strangely compelled. <laughs> That's the other thing. This is definitely the uh, roiding of time in yeah. his life, because in the Star Live days, and I think Johnny Dangerously, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't as big and muscular so right. along with the bad jokes you have the muscular weird face and obvious like he was vin diesel i my shirt only does not believe in um <laughs> having you know um, shoulders and all like that kind of shit so yeah so now i've got on my rant i guess we can get back to the plot i don't know well i don't know if you guys saw but after this freezer scene i mean that pig that they had they just put a Piscopo wig on it, like, for half the scenes <laughs> after that. It would make sense. God damn, Piscopo. Ugh. Oh. Yeah, and he had a stupid-ass mullet, too. Fuck, so, fuck that after that, <laughs> they decide to... Where was it? They were going to go visit her dad's tomb. But apparently, this is a no-Piscopo trip. So, Tree Williams... Right, well, well, before we get into that, we got to mention very briefly... That the big boss at that scene was the damn cow carcass that came. Oh out, fuck! I forgot that, about that. that. Came yeah, out of the yeah. Freaking... They, they defeated everything, and then out through the fucking uh, back door or whatever like that is comes an a cow... animated cow carcass that is open on the inside that is trying to swallow freaking uh, Tree Williams character. Oh yeah. And uh, at some point, Sub Zero like hits him with a cleaver in the hand, and he gets shot. <laughs> and, it, and we had to back that up a bunch because of times. Because we thought that it looked like he had lost a finger, and they'd fucked up, and they still had four, uh, 
like all five fingers and we're like do they not know that normal humans don't have six fingers but it was cut in the middle so we have that we did a thorough investigation for everybody that's listening it's it still was a very awkward prosthetic it looked yeah it looked like his hand was least and i think that's what caught us off guard is it looked like a giant fucking hand so it wasn't one of those things where they you know like use any kind of effects they just Doubled the size of his hand and made it look like it was cut in the middle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they get through that. That shit was terrifying. What? Are, oh, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, the the freaking, like, ducks and geese that were animated yeah. were fucking terrifying. And it reminded me of that one scene in uh, Young Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Where the dude has the vision. He's at the restaurant and, like, the damn quail or whatever comes to life and is like pecking at his face and I was like fuck dude I know talking about that makes me want to watch Young uh, young Sherlock Holmes again I fucking love that movie it makes me want to eat some quail (laughs) so we get to where they're they need to go investigate her dad's tomb Vincent Price's tomb but for some reason they're like hey um, we gotta split up yeah you stay the fuck here and we're just going to get in the car and fucking drive off. So you do police work and we'll do other police work, but without you. Almost intentionally, as if, can we get a scene without you fucking, like, in the backseat, fucking making dumbass comments after every single thing? <laughs> I personally would have liked to see some Joe Piscopo poking around in the uh, cemetery. God damn it. Oh, we so- forgot to mention, by the way, that literally there's a scene before that where he starts to tell a joke and almost if the editor was like I'm doing this for y'all they cut him off mid joke and cut to the next scene before the punchline yes I don't Um, know who the editor is I I want to thank them thank you it was amazing (laughs) do you remember what the joke was starting to be it was something about they were talking about like the population of the world you know they're having a conversation about how there's more there's as many people alive today on planet earth that have ever existed in the past and then he chimes up to to crack a joke about like as he's known to do yeah well you know i mean if you take the the, the square mileage of uh rhode Delaware, island yeah rhode island, rhode yeah. island and uh multiplied by you my... know you take the square root of my wife's fat ass or whatever and the then fu- cut cut next and, scene and it was like and then they cut. No yeah. punchline. I, yeah. We fucking all just laughed thank you, our asses Thank off. you, whoever was the editor of Mercy for us, because that was awesome. Because I was like, I didn't need to hear that. That was dumb. So, oh, man. Oh. All right, so I'll be honest. <laughs> We're just going to breeze through. They, they go to the, the tomb or whatever for her dad. Technically, his body's still there. They find out there's a code on the lampshade of some sort. They go back to the chick's house. I'm away. I'm away. In your favorite scene. Go. And then they're greeted with dead Piscopo. He's fucking head in the fish tank hanging upside down. Douche Douche Bigelow got killed off screen. Yes. Yes. It was like, wait, what? Bloated corpse. We couldn't recognize him. Yeah, you couldn't recognize him. It's not until they were like, oh shit. It's fucking Bigelow. It's went, Doug. And it took no. me a second. And I remember y'all being like, yeah, that's... that's." I was, like, I was so fucking happy. Because most of the movie I've been yelling for anybody to take him out. And they fucking took him out. I was so happy. I didn't just, even have anybody to cheer for, though. Oh, I know. But you know what? I'll take that risk. <laughs> He's dead. 
and you do it off camera, I don't fucking care. Again, and they did it off camera for a scene, by the way, that didn't even really fucking matter. All right? Again, I think the fucking writers either rewrote stuff or the editors decided that they were just going to be like, this character sucks. <laughs> yeah. We're going to kill him off screen. How do they- we shut him up? I bet somewhere there is footage where there was a fight scene. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Like, they probably filmed it and were just like, nah, that, that ain't worth or it. Or literally, when they drive off, leave them at the uh, uh, Asian market, somebody comes up behind him and knocks him over the head. They were like, we're not even giving you that kind of screen time. The literally 20 seconds to establish that you have been kidnapped, you don't even get that anymore, all right? Or, again, our favorite editor, I don't know who you are, Maybe that was in the movie, and they just went snip and cut it out. But the next time we see that character fucking dead, head in a fish tank, fuck yeah. <laughs> we then have one of, I had to I had to give him props, some actual decent practical effects. Practical effects, holy yeah. shit. Because it's revealed that the representative from the chemical factory actually had the process done to her. And as she's talking, she looks at her hand. And it starts to cane, and then she turns around, and her fucking half her face just starts fucking melting. Dude, it was a good effect. That looked good. Yeah, I was shocked in this movie that there was that kind of uh, practical effect. We we had a few good practical effects. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I mean, obviously, like all the like gunshot blood squib stuff was was over the top and shit. Yeah, but, but um, she starts melting, and then we get the one and only. Tit shot of the movie. Right as she's about to die, we get one tit. A decayed tit. A single solitary nipple. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> On a decaying corpse. Don't know if that's really what we were going for in the I want to see some tits in this movie game with a radar movie, but whatever. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I will say that, uh, you know, something that I really appreciate about 80s movies and what makes them more fun to watch and be scared about is... They do rely on those practical effects, and anything that is, you know, computer generated is few and far between. And you get a lot of uh, imagination with claymation and uh, oh, body horror and stuff like that. We talk, and I mean, both on this one and on the one I do with my friend uh, from the Mass of Madness, very, very much pro practical effects. Yes, absolutely. Hate CGI. There are so many movies that have potential of being good. And rolls in some shitty CGI mm. and makes the whole movie a shit fest. It just it just feels so even as good as CGI's ever become, it just still feels artificial. Yep. And when you watch a movie like John Carpenter's The Thing, it, the first one you have to go to, yeah. I mean, you just realize that, or or like Alien. Fuck, I'll yeah. give I'll put one out there. Society. Absolutely. The last ten minutes of Society is. Practical effects like a motherfucker it's and a lot of slime. Insane. Yeah. Insane, yeah. So, I mean, when when done well, it, it really works. And I got to give Dead Heat a little bit of credit because they did a few yeah, good Yeah, there ones. was a few. I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, again, you just make a few changes to the casting. I mean, one specific person. And, I mean, you'd have a <laughs> much stronger movie. I don't know who I could be talking about, but let's continue. Um, I do remember we said that about it while it was happening, and then immediately they had some CGI thing of her. Oh, uh, and then, yeah, the Sorry, final... Roger, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that was like, the thing. It was practical like, effects, and then the last bit of flesh it was on animated. her face. 
is animated as like, like um, her, a st- her skin melting off. What's the thing when you do a, a swipe to another scene? Like it looked like yeah. that. It was like it was like a transition, but it was. But it, it was on her face, and it, it was like stupid. yeah, it was animated. I don't know if they it wasn't rotoscoping. I don't know what they were doing, but it, it looked cheesy, and then like all of a sudden her face became magic. And disappeared into stars. And then she yeah. was just a skull. Alright, so then we find out, dun dun dun, Body Doc, fucking dad from goddamn Christmas Story, It's behind the whole fucking thing. He's the one. That's why I drive around in his fucking, was it, Mercedes Benz or whatever the fuck he has with his nice personalized license plate. BMW, bro. Yep. Making rich people immortal, I guess, is That's his, his plan. His scheme. Uh, fucking our main dude Treat Williams fucking rolls up there and discovers it and then immediately gets captured and thrown into a fucking ambulance with unfortunately the corner girl what did she do to be killed off screen and yeah, she Dr. got Dr. Smithers did not deserve that I know she got killed off screen she's in a body bag and he's pissed and they're like you can't do anything this is like steel plated freaking van soundproofed you're you just you're fucked in 45 you're just, minutes, you're, just, you're, gonna, you're gonna melt, bro. Yeah. Fuck you. Nobody's gonna hear you scream. <laughs> it's a bunch of shit. Again, why did they kill her off screen? I feel really bad for her. She didn't do anything wrong. I enjoyed her character. I feel like the director's cut's probably like more coherent. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Sacrifices had to be made to get rid you of You established too much of a relationship just to fucking kill her off like that, all right? Uh, but he figures out a way to knock off, out the fucking emergency brake bad guys didn't think about it's on a hill so that shit rolls down into like a few blocks into like a major intersection causes a lot of crash damage (laughs) he murders he kills some people and he's full in on it i mean he is excited looking out the window just oh yeah no he was oh yeah he's definitely all aboard the crazy that was also a weird way they they filmed it where it's like from his point of view like you see the camera right in front of his face and he's not like, oh my god, I'm going to hit people, but just almost cheering on the destruction and carnage that he's about to cause. He's about to die, and he knows he's about to he's die, and he's just having a face. big old fun, and he, right. he's, he's on but a revenge he kick. He won't die, but the other people in the cars will die, so it's kind of fucked up. Just going to throw that out there. Well, that's what they get for not being Treat Williams. That's true. That's true. And, I mean, he did put turn the lights on the siren, so at that point, it's your own fault, I guess, if you get hit by a runaway ambulance. <laughs> I guess that's the way he was looking at it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so paramedics show up. They pull out the two burnt bodies. Right, right. She's just dead dead. But Which, he again, sucks. I thought they were just going to set that up for them to bring her back. Right. But now they're like, oh, this body's burnt to shit. Just, oh, never mind. We're throwing oh, this character come back away. For her. <laughs> but he, he gets up. The paramedics are like, what the fuck? Which, by the way, one of those two paramedics... You're so excited about this. I'm so excited about this because this is the cameo that I was just like, what? Um, He was the main alien new wave rock dude from Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Which yes. is one of our screenings. That I was think our that was, first. That was our first that was screening. That was our first screening, yeah. I fucking love that movie. He was absent. Like, he was the leader of those guys, and I don't even think he had a line in this movie. I just was like, I know that guy. I know that face. Who is that guy? Holy shit. So. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, so bust out fucking burnt to toast Treat Williams. Sort of looks like a motherfucker from Trick or Treat. 
I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Burnt half to half of his face, and shit like that. But he um, shows his badge to a cop, and mm-hmm. LA rules are if no matter how what the condition <laughs> the officer in, if he shows you a badge, you have to give him your gun immediately, even if you're another cop. Yeah, and allow him to ride off on whatever police motorcycles available. <laughs> yep. So he hops on in there, fucking drives off. Then we cut to henchman headquarters, I guess, or bad guy establishment. Back at the research facility. Lab, yeah. Which obviously hasn't been shut down after the fucking crazy shit that happened a few hours ago. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I guess it would be not multiple days ago, because that would be Literally working. hours ago. Yeah. A cop died there, kind of. Yeah. There it, was a massive shooting. Yeah. But there was a pink whatever. monster that vanished. Yeah, I don't dude, even that know. Was like, that, that was, was covered like up. three hours ago, man. You gotta open <laughs> this shit back up so you can have your dastardly meeting, where they have the meeting in the laboratory with the round table of rich old fuckers. That's the way I put it. Right. And it rolls in, motherfucking Vincent Price. All right, good. So I was a little relieved that it wasn't just his cameo was him on a TV screen looking elderly and in the bed dying. We see him. He's healthy. He starts going into some kind of fucked up dialogue. You want to bring up what he was, kind of the gist of what he was selling all these so, you know, crusty old motherfuckers on? So the conspiracy basically is, is that they figured out this technology with this drug and, and this big fucking mach- crazy machine to extend life. Like, you die, they'll resurrect you, you can be immortal. And he's talking to all these rich magnates, you know, have, like, big corporations and companies, and they're all, you know, getting up there in age, and he's like, you don't have to die. And they're all skeptical and shit. And he's like, you know, listen, we're rich. We don't have to die. Poor people are supposed to die. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, damn, die. son. I was like, yeah, it was pretty hard. If God wanted us to die, or God doesn't want us to die, and even if he does, well, we can buy him off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fucked up mentality to have. Yeah. Fuck old people, they they die, we don't have to. I mean, that's basically some Bond villain shit. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's very much about. He's wearing the white suit and everything. Oh, like, yeah. He's yeah. very bonded. Instead of, like, trying to destroy the world, he just wants, like, oh, us us rich folks, we're going to get to live forever and you're going to you're gonna pay right. me for it. So he's talking about this, but he's got to do a demo. Before we get to the fucking demo, though, motherfucking Tree Williams, I don't. I know he's got a character name, but I don't like to acknowledge it, so I'm going to keep calling Tree Williams. Fucking Crispy Tree Williams fucking bust up in there, start shooting motherfuckers left and right. Oh, we forgot to mention the fucking security guards before Tree Williams get there who are watching on their security camera footage the... The meeting. The secret meeting. And they go, oh, a bunch of other rich people being sold this. And I'm like, are you supposed to have a camera in there while this is going on? And I'm talking about the most slack security guards ever. <laughs> and to the fact that, I guess, Crispy Tree Williams fucking rolls up in there and in a matter of a couple seconds, takes them out. They don't even react enough to pull out a gun. He shoots them. He's making his way to the lab, fucking taking out motherfuckers. Now we get to a scene that I really fucking appreciated, which is, anybody seen the killer, and you have the scene where they turn around, and they start fucking just shooting at each other, right? Yeah. Take that scene, but extend it a while longer, because you have zombie crispy Treat Williams versus zombie weird security guard, and they just keep shooting each other with Uzis. 
and reloading and just shoot each other over and over again. But neither one were going to fucking die because they're both zombies. Eventually, he realizes, oh, fuck, there's a grenade. Throws it at the dude. It blows up. But I was wondering, is this scene going to go on for five minutes? <laughs> because if it did, that would be amazing. If you just literally and they just keep ro- reloading and just shoot each other over and over again. They did keep getting closer and closer. It reminded me of that scene in uh, UHF with Weird Al. Oh, yeah. Where he's having the uh, imagination sequence of him being Rambo and the guy's just trying to shoot him and he's walking closer and closer. Now, something we have to give Treat Williams credit for is that he can get shot by an Uzi and sell that better than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, every time he would get shot, he would bounce back. I mean, it looked like he was getting ready to die. He was doing that, ah, 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 die sequence, but he wouldn't die yeah. because he was a zombie. He refused. And Street Williams. And Street Williams, that's right. It's true. So he's making his way to the lab, finally gets to the lab, just as they're about to show off how their machine brings people back to life. And of course, he's and he, I was he's, already he's acquired worried. his Uzi with a bandolier of oh uh, yeah that's right of fucking magazines. But I was already worried because as they're talking about it, I'm like, why do we not see the face of this dead body? They're going to bring back to life. And God damn it! If I was exactly what I was worried about, fucking Bigelow brought back to life. But they make the comment, we left him dead even longer, so he's brain dead. And I'm like, that doesn't fucking matter. He was stupid beforehand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just what they were assuming. Yeah. Why isn't this one talking? Yeah. He must have been dead too long. Or, or they knew, if you don't, <laughs> if you bring him back too early, he's going to make a lot of really terrible jokes, and you're going to want to fucking murder him again. But they bring him <laughs> back to the point where the um, body doc decides to go kill Treat Williams. And so at first, he's fucking choking the shit out of him. And then Treat Williams brings up all the antics that happen. In the last day? (laughs) Five hours earlier? I don't know, man. Including a very homophobic joke. Yeah, remember the lipstick that I put on? And, and, And that's when he realizes... The only way to connect with brain dead Piscopo is to bring up the lamest shit that happened to them earlier in the movie, and that will snap him out of being brain dead and just Piscopo brain. Like it that, that it'll bring him to a, a, a little bit higher level than brain dead. Piscopo, no hurt. Treat yeah. treat Piscopo friend. Collar must go up to look cool in leather jacket. Oh man. But eventually, buddies are back together. But this time, they're both zombies. Oh, man. And uh, they gang up and take out Body Doc. The Body Doc? They're about to. And then Body Doc's like, go fuck yourselves. I'm just going to shoot myself in the head. Which he does. And I do appreciate it. They go, you dumb motherfucker. We're next to the machine that can bring people back to life. Because Crispy Tree Williams is like, nah, bitch. You kill, like all the women I was supposed to try to get on with, all right? Right. You fucking... I, I'm, you, know, you don't get to fucking take yourself out. You cannot. I so, was robbed. That's right. <laughs> I was robbed. So he fucking grabs him, throws the machine, brings Body Doc back to life, but then he's like, all right, you, you good? You, you're back to life? All right, um, double that shit. And apparently doubling yes. that shit. 
Do it again, and I'm going to explode you. (laughs) Body dock all over the place. So if you are alive, and then you are alive again, being alive twice explodes you. That's what I get. Your body can only be, your body can only take being brought back to life one time. Multiple times, it's goo. You're everywhere. If you try to walk twice at the same time, you're running. If you try to be alive twice at the same time, you explode. Which I do appreciate... They kept Vincent uh, Price in that scene, sort of, in the background. While everything's going on, he's like, oh, oh. But he doesn't run away. He just observes everything. So when Body Dog explodes, the next time you see Vincent Price, who's still in the same spot he's been at the entire time the scene's going on, has a little smudge of blood. Like, they're like, (laughs) sir, if you're okay, we would make it like you're close to the explosion. But your white suit will not be covered in any bit of this guy. But you get a little bit of smudge of blood right on your cheek, and that's it. And he was like, all right, as long as my suit doesn't get messed up. Yeah. I cry tears of blood. Yeah. And he's pleading with them to not destroy the machine because he's like, hey, I can make you live forever, blah, blah, blah. And they're like... That's not the way these cops play. Hell no, no man. We, we're not playing your game. <laughs> we got Uzis. We're fucking your machine up. Yeah. All right? And they do. <laughs> and uh. they walk from there... Into the light. Yeah, they're right. literally walking to heaven, I guess. Right straight into heaven, cracking jokes the whole way. Oh, and in case you're like, well, maybe, maybe Piscopo will realize this deathly experience and change the ways he is. His last fucking statement is, whoa, I hope I come back as a seat on a chick's bike. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's the way you go out as... As creepy as you were throughout the entire fucking, fucking movie. asshole. Well, that was the most unrealistic part to me. It was that God didn't open up a hole right then <laughs> yeah. and drop Piscopo's soul right into hell. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> God. Oh, damn it. And uh, credits. There we go. Yep. Uh, now, we'll talk in a second about what we would pair this up with. <sighs> but right after we finish this, we watched this on Shutter, and it has the recommended ones. And Groots and me already fell in love with the movie. Just in the recommendations, we discovered a uh, movie, a Burt Reynolds vehicle called... Raven. Raven. So, the trailer's up there. It says 2018. I was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Turns out it's actually a 1996 movie. That looks like it was filmed in the 80s. Let's just say that. It definitely had that like old school grindhouse had a weird, machete like, style thing going. Yeah, on. I thought it was intentional, but I think it's just so low budget and the way the trailer set up. Well, also that, but I mean, they, it looks like they were shooting on like digital, like they were shooting on shitty film, one or the other. And if they were doing digital, they, they were like de aging it, but it looked and felt. And it came out around that time where that kind of thing with Tarantino and everything yeah. was kind of getting big, you know? So that might be the case. Let's just say my favorite part of our viewing tonight was when the movie ended and then we saw that trailer. So my favorite part <laughs> of the movie that we watched was not the movie, but the recommendation from Prime for the Burt Reynolds trailer of the movie we're going to have to fucking see very soon because <laughs> that trailer for Raven, I strongly suggest checking it out. Uh, we're probably going to do that in the future but that trailer looks fucking amazing. Oh, Look. yeah, dude. Guys, that wasn't a trailer. That was just some home movies of Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I, I will say that I, I, they were they were very excited about it. I, uh, it's It's been a bit since I've sat through something like that. It used to be a big hobby of mine. After work, I would get off and uh, 
go to the Blockbuster for anybody that remembers that and rent the what is this blockbuster you speak of? Back in the days of old, before streaming sites like the Netflix. I think Roots could tell you a thing or two about Blockbuster. I used to run a Blockbuster. That's right. <laughs> for a few years, yeah. Uh, fun fact, um, my parents, before they started their business, they thought about buying a Blockbuster. Nice. And instead went towards Auto Mechanic, which I think worked out better for them. Indeed. Yeah, I think so, as cars are still plentiful and um, blockbusters. blockbusters are not. Are not. There is one left in the world. I know. It I, is in Oregon. <laughs> I know. If it wasn't so far away, I'll be honest, I kind of would want to go visit I that. I check it out. If, yeah. I, if I go visit my, my brother, who lives in Portland, I will make the trip down to Bend, Oregon, and go to the last one. One of my favorite things is um, Everything is Terrible will take... Sometimes different training videos. Yeah. And they've taken a blockbuster training video, but cut it so that all the employees look like fucking assholes. So they'll have a customer come up and be like, you're like, um, I can't find this movie. And then it cuts to the blockbuster movie like, okay, bye. And like <laughs> shit like that. So I also Which by the way, I have their new one. The Satan release. Oh, nice. It's I started watching it last week it's fucking awesome but i think they've got most of stuff on youtube right so yeah, yeah. but this is like a like a full length hour and oh, a yeah. half like no, what is this called everything is terrible um i follow them on facebook but they've got clips on youtube too and again there's the uh accidents to the workplace one is mm -hmm. fucking amazing and the blockbuster one is pretty fucking amazing. I can't think what other ones they so have. So what but. what they basically are is they're they're like VHS archivists, and they find all this crazy old shit from back in the day, commercials, like training videos, like all this weird stuff, industrial videos, and they just edit it and cut it into like this bizarre. I think I've seen the uh, construction video one. Actually. Yes. Well, there's a construction one. There's a work safety one. That's where it. literally there's a guy sitting in the break room and a guy's driving a pitch. Uh, uh, one of those the forklift. Uh, the forklift and turns it the wrong way and pierces the guy <laughs> through the break room. And it's oh yeah. Yep. Sorry, man. We have gone so. Uh, I think it's because of how angry this movie made us. We're like, let's bring up <laughs> other shit. In this one, so this one's just not dedicated yeah. to fucking dead heat. Well, that's what surprised me was like you guys were all excited about that Burt Reynolds film, and I, I was sitting here trying to gather myself from what we had just sat through. <laughs> I, I give it to you guys; you bounce back. You're very resilient. I might have to, I might have to have a couple brews when I get home. Tonight. That's right. Yeah, we've been through this a few times. Yeah, we've been through trucks. They're, they're, they're not all, uh, they're not all gems. No, 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 no. But yeah, okay. Well, let's... you got any, you got anything you real quick you want to throw out there? Is, uh, if you're a double feature, this bitch. Um, only because. Douche Bigelow, Joe Piscovo's character, was such an asshole. The first thing I thought of was, like, he's like a lower rent, less funny, if that's possible, Andrew Dice Clay. And the only thing I could think of was Brain Smasher, A Love Story. Holy shit! Which is a fucking awful movie. And if you want to subject yourself or someone to the douchiest double feature... Yeah, yeah. Watch, wow. watch this. This is that. scary. This is how. This is why we are podcast mates. Yeah. Because the movie I was thinking of is also an Andrew Dice Clay movie <laughs> called Ford Fairlane, yes. and I was thinking 
God, Piscopo is so trying to fucking be like fucking Dice. If you're going to do that, I guess just watch not a good, because there's, I don't think, such a thing as a good Andrew Dice play movie, but I don't think so. put it with it and see the actual person and then an impression of that person. I remember him being, oh, yeah, he was in uh, the newest version of A Star is Born as the Lady Gaga character's I think actual dad. He really? was like an limit. Oh, hey! But he was good. Really? He was Holy good. Shit. He wasn't like he. I mean, he was playing kind of like the. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. You know? Hey, fuck it all. But like, he was actually good. Like that. That movie was legit. I but. got a gun. Hey. <laughs> uh, you have any anything you can think of pairing with that? Um, yes, actually, uh, there's a movie I saw a long, long time ago with Dolph Lundgren, who we were bringing up earlier, and Brandon Lee, of all people. It's called Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, yeah! yeah. Uh, I love that flick. It's very good. It's just, it, the humor really does strike in that. Um, there is a lot more action in it. It's uh, it's just bonkers from start to finish. There's one point where Brandon Lee looks at him and says... If I don't make it through this, I just want you to know you have the biggest dick I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Tia Carrera in that movie? I think so. Yeah, oh, I think God. she was. Yeah, dude. Yeah, those are the good days. So, um, but that was uh, Dead Heat. That was Dead so. Heat. All right, so we'll, we'll wrap this up here. Um, I definitely uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's It's been a few weeks since we've had a full episode recorded. I want to thank Spam for coming out and being our guest today. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. Absolutely. This is amazing. First time I've ever done anything like this. Uh, I'm so honored and privileged you guys invited we, me on here and, and wanted me broke, to... We broke his cherry. Look at that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope my first time was good for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that movie, that movie was ridiculous, and we just uh, we uh, talked shit about it for a good while, so I'm happy. Right. I, want, I want to mention that we are going to be picking up the, uh, the pace on some releases. I had uh, started Pandemic Movie Marathon project that kind of lost track of time. We're going to get back on track. I know you've been really good with Lowdown getting the uh, From the Mouths of Madness going. Yeah, yeah. So... And, and of course, we had our the last few weeks. We've had our you know five year anniversary with GUI, and it's been it, it's been a challenging time for keeping track of podcasting and whatnot. But it's uh, been a challenging time just in general. So we brought at the very beginning, but there have been several factors that have made uh, doing episodes a little bit more challenging than uh, past times. Uh, so, but we're getting back on track. We're gonna have more episodes again. Love some input. Go to our Facebook site, throw out some suggestions of stuff that you think would make a perfect Bugle disaster, and we're going to get back on track with some goddamn schlock abuse. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's so coming. So we, we got a, I got a couple movies picked out that I want to put uh, Torture Groots with, and I, I already goddamn know he's got movies picked out for me. So. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Reach out to us on uh, social media. Check out GUIPodcast.com, which has all the shows on it. And um, thanks for listening. All right. Take it easy. Bye.
GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>